Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Pedal and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, as always, Jimmy Skinner. With me tonight... Not Dan, oh, other side, not Dan Perry, <laughs> my man, the OG Brian Schiller. I swear I must have flipped something. I always thought that. Nope. Okay. No, no. For anybody on the, on the listening side, I'm trying to figure out how to point the right direction in camera, which is a nightmare. But, uh, what's up, Brian? How you doing, buddy? Not much, man. Just, uh, on the grind, getting ready to head down to ICAST. So trying to you get that in the order. Grind. Have you actually packed anything yet? Nope. <laughs> and you're planning on leaving Friday after work, right? Correct. Good luck. I will tomorrow, see you Sunday. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll have most of the stuff packed, ready to go. Oh, I got to rig a boat now tomorrow too. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been working on all the scheduling details, back end things to get ready to go down there. But uh, you got to bring in, yeah, like yeah. another another boat with you. No, no, no. It's uh, it's for the kayak shop here. I got to rig up. Uh, I think it's a bonafide P one twenty seven with a XI three on the front. So I got to do all the wiring and crap for that. So, gotcha. You know, that's what happens. But um, yeah, that's what happens then, when you're important. Yeah, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting uh, stuff packed up tomorrow and. Uh, Thursday night, I'll put all my stuff in the truck, go to work Friday, and then... Uh, Hopefully leave off, on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off to uh, Tennessee, and then down to you Saturday, and down to Florida right after that. So, 
Should yeah, we got time? one heck of a trip planned. I can't wait for us to start getting that footage and stuff going. I've grabbing SD cards. I think I'm borrowing a mirrorless camera setup from a guy. Nice. I think we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of video on the trip we're doing. So everybody, stay tuned for that. Um, for anybody that's watching us on Facebook, YouTube, or anything right now, I would like to point out what in the hell is this lamp on your desk? <laughs> I got a new camera and. <laughs> The lighting in here is horrible. It's uh, it's definitely an upgrade. It's got a clearer picture, wider angle, and the the camera. Yes, the the light is no. For anybody that's no, listening to this, I, this is a stainless, a stained glass like desk lamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it was my wife's mother's, and it was like her mom. So it's like I don't know. It's working whatever. I ran downstairs and I was like, I need a light. And she was like, take that one. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> that's what I got. Ah, that's good. You'll get that professional setup again later. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, as everybody can tell from talking to him, uh, Dan couldn't make it again this week. We miss him. We uh, hope we get him back next week. Uh, cause I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing me and Brian talking, uh, cause me and him just did a, we took over the noob show for the week while Mr. Lavery's gone. Uh, yeah. on that note, if you've listened to that show, I'm offering to give away a epic amount of stick baits and no one has Nobody taken hit you up that. yet. Nope. And it's my luck. It's a bunch of stuff I'm needing to move. Cause I'm just like out of space as far as like where I can put tackle and they're free. And there's a lot of them and a bunch of great colors and no one's hit me up. I got a bunch of new followers because I made part of the deal. You had to you had to follow me and then message me. I got a bunch of followers, but nobody's <laughs> so they want the bait. So it kind of worked you. and it kind of backfired. I I'll, you can have them. <laughs> it works nice. out perfect because you're gonna pick them up too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Save you on shipping. That's right. Well, all right, everybody, as normal, we're doing a little bit of a tournament recap like usual, and um, we are covering uh, probably one of my favorite places I've ever been uh, up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, the All-American Kayak Series had a, a three-day event there, a little change of the normal pace. Uh, they had 68 people there, and we have a, we have with us tonight the grand champion and winner of the weekend, a man, Laura. What is up, brother? Hey, what's up, Jimmy and Brian? Making Congrats it, man. How are you doing? W, man. Good, good. Well, uh, you know, I think this is the first time we've had you on, and you told me yourself before the show you're still new to all this half of it. So uh, go ahead and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got into the kayak fishing game. Um, well, I'm Lord Vu. Uh, I was born and raised here in La Crosse, Wisconsin, in God's country here. Nice. Um, I got into kayak fishing um, just about – this time last year, I want to say, um, if it wasn't for nice. my one of my friend Patterson Lee, he he was he was the one that basically gave me like built me with confidence, you know, to compete. Um, he was telling me all about kayak fishing and how fun it is because I used to have a boat um, a couple years back, but I got rid of it. It was nowadays with the cost of everything, it's <laughs> so so i was i was without a watercraft for a while and then i just got to kayaking last year i did my first um ob event here in lacrosse nice what place i took but i lost two good ones day one that cost me a lot and then i found them day two so 
you know, I've been just kind of, I've been just kind of uh, doing tournaments as they come in. If it works with my schedule, I, I'll, I'll do it. Nice. Heck yeah. Well, that's uh, you got to call that a really good turnaround time. If this is really like, you know, basically one full year in and you're already cashing huge checks. Like, yeah. I, it's definitely not what has happened for me. I've been in it for four years now, and I, all of the money I've won combined doesn't even touch like ten percent of that. So, congrats <laughs> on kicking ass right out of the gate. Um, so, before we get into the tournament, there's a few things to touch on, especially since you mentioned that you fished in a Hobie. Oh, I did. Yeah. Do the, I did do the the Bassmaster event that came into lacrosse. I took fifth place for that one. That nice, and that's the one that qualified me for. South Carolina, which I went down there and competed too. That oh, sweet. So that's a that's a pretty good. I mean, the more you talk, the more you've done in just a year's time, man. That's a crazy yeah, impressive. impressive. Like, it really is. Because um, a lot of people, even in, you know, most of us were prior bass fishermen, boat guys before getting into the kayak. And there's just such a like learning curve of yeah, what you definitely. can do, what you can't do anymore. And it takes <clears> some people spin out, and some people just suck this guy and you know it's crazy that you've had so much success so quickly i mean i would say that's quick for just about anybody yeah um but so even more so now what i was going to ask you you fished a hobie you fished a bass is what drove you to really fish i mean obviously you're local to the area but with uh the trails not really coming out there this year Mm -hmm. is that do you think your personal opinion what you know helped lean you towards fishing with the all-american kayak series and the second half of that question is it what you think is going to help make the all-american kayak series probably the next big trail circuit i mean i do think they're going to be the next like big uh big thing out there um i guess i guess just to be able to control my own like you know, water, like kayak to go where I want to go, make my own decisions. That's, that was like the number one reason why too. Like, I didn't like to be a co-angler on the back of a boat, you know, and that just, you just get to go wherever the boat goes and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I feel you. I feel you. Well, uh, I just we- wanted to add in there, man. It's, it's great to see a lacrosse native crushing it in their name, not be Jeremiah Burrish. So, uh, <laughs> just a little tease there for my buddy Jeremiah, but and he no, was up super there. Cool. That was third yeah, place. Uh, he was he third. Yep. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He uh, just he was crushing third. It. I like it. Uh, Tyler Cole was second, which Tyler is one of the, and I could be wrong, but I remember we had him on because I think he's one of the guys that helps run Runs. AKS. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Him and Josh uh, Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great guys, both of them. I really think, like, after talking with them, I think that they're in the right direction. I mean, uh, I think we were supposed to actually be up there for this event. It was the events, the two events we were going to do with them were the two I was most excited about. And, of course, we didn't get to make either one of them. But uh, it still looks like, I mean, 70 peoples, I mean, that's great. I I don't – everybody's so caught up with the 200 at a Hobie and, you know, Mm -hmm. breaking 100. I mean, it was, you know, two years ago, 70 was a giant number at some of these tournaments. So for for them to just be kind of getting rolling, that's still a great turnout. And there were a bunch of locals out there. So that kind of 
fires up the competition to me yeah. as far as from a competitive aspect. Like, especially for you, I bet you a lot of those guys are going in like, well, this dude's from here, lives here, and has a lot of experience. It's going to be tough to beat him. So uh, what I was going to get at with you being the local, uh, give us a, give us a layout of lacrosse and the waters y'all fished on the, you know, the, the Mississippi, you know, kind of tell everybody, you know, the lay of the land out there, what the, like, what the waters are like, how it kind of sets up just a little bit of the area for anybody that's not familiar with that. Well, the way lacrosse is set up, it's, um, it's obviously a river system. Um, a lot of these fish, they deal with current. So current is a key player. Um, and clean water too as well um you'll get the dirty water uh over in lacrosse area it's got a lot of like a lot of different vegetation you could go to one pool and it's got like you know six seven eight different types of like grass you know um it's got all, it's it fishes a little bit of like um everything else you could say like if you wanted to come here and do some cranking on the main channel you could you could come here and frog you could do some drop shotting yeah that's what i was gonna say too like when when i came up there uh, in 20 you know i I wasn't ready for like the possibility of a frog bite up there and that's yeah some most of our southern guys that came up there you know we frog down here all the time so that's what they were doing up there um something i'll mention and maybe you can talk a little bit too is like uh everywhere i was was a like sandy bottom which i'm not I had no experience with that kind of threw me off because it changes the whole bottom contact game mm-hmm. to crap for me. Cause I was just felt lost the whole time. I was like, it doesn't feel like mud. It's not grass. I don't, I can't fish this. And I went somewhere else, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like you said, a lot of current, the area I was in, there's like a lot of cut throughs and stuff. So tons of tons of water and then the tons of vegetation. Uh, do you have uh, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to get into it in the tournament. Is there like, a particular type of vegetation or bottom or anything you look for in particular, just like as a whole, whether you're tournament fishing or just there having a good time. Um, I really like to look for eelgrass. I don't know what it is with eelgrass. Um, like that, that'll be the first thing I look for. It's gotta be like green eelgrass. If it's that kind of like dingy brown stuff, it might hold fish, but they, they just tend to like that more green stuff for some reason. Same thing with like, coontails even like their tongue i look for those um up here the bass they from what i've kind of seen and just from experience they don't really relate with that arrowhead um, mm-hmm. for some reason but yeah when i when i go out fun fishing too i just i just mainly look for the cleanest grass you know cleanest water you can find nice be ginger, but you know It'll be a little bit tougher to get in a bite. Right. They far back. So so current eelgrass, good looking water. Got it. So when I come back, I will not screw it up. Because <laughs> I, I was you'll so still out of place. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I don't know. After what happened, like, uh, everybody listens to this familiar with John Lesman. John told me that I should be out there frogging with him. And I was just like, I just don't think that's where I need to be to be frogging. He stayed in the lead most of that day doing that. So next time I come up there, I'm just going to frog the whole time if it's summer. So, <laughs> cause it was, I was up there this time two years ago and 
it was just crazy. Which it was also very low when I was there, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of current. So is the water up right now, or y'all no, still? It's, it's very low right now. I think it's actually like it's about like that five foot range. I think that's mm-hmm. almost like five to seven. That's kind of like normal. If it's anything higher than like seven feet, it's it's high water. So yeah, it's pretty low right now. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, boats can't get back to where. They need to go, so that's when the kayaks come in handy. That's nice. say, so perfect for us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, so getting into the tournament, uh, like it covered uh, pool seven, eight, and nine, uh, which is kind of standard when events go up there, and it's mm-hmm. that's like the three most popular pools from any research I've done. That's the if you find any good information, that's what it's referring to. Um, do you have experience with all three of the areas, or do you tend to stick to one pool versus the other? Um, I have. More you don't have to say any detailed spots. I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I had more experience on pool eight, um, seven this year, and a little bit of like beginning of last year. I started to learn that more because uh, it's, you know, it's got that lake part. So it's kind of like yeah. there's a lot of stuff and a lot of water. So each pool has their own um, their own time frame where they're really good and when they're not good. So you just got to go out there and look at conditions and find the grass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Like Heck it. Yeah. I'm t- like, you know, I'm. this will be the episode I'm downloading to my computer and I'm going to like <laughs> take so much information from this. Because that was, I was so mad when I, I mean, we had a great time outside of the, the fishing there which is yeah. phenomenal for everybody except me lacrosse is a cool place like yeah, it is. the town is awesome the people were great the food scenery was fantastic. the yeah. scenery like i loved it there the weather was nice it was like 75 during the day and like still 50 at night and i can get yeah. down with that so sure. uh but you know back to back to the tournament side of it so with you being local you got a lot of experience here did did you put a lot of like pre-fishing preparation into this? Did you get some days on the water before the tournament, or did you just kind of go off of, you know, your knowledge and previous trips? Um, I I went out one day back in like June, and I got some videos on that. But um, anyways, uh, that was just one day. I I didn't go out on the river from like June, mid June till pretty much like end of July. So I basically had like two days before the event to figure out and I covered a lot of water those during those two days the first day I actually went out I I had a feeling it was going to be low water anyways and I had a good idea of where they're going to be so that's where I headed there well I mean I headed to where I was pre-fishing first and it was all like like one or two fish they basically told me what they were doing so I I stuck with that game plan and I ran that pattern Nice. So I, yeah, nice. I had two days of pre-fishing. 
Sweet. I see. Not too much. Not too little. Two days is just right. I like it. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of how to get into this and not get like give away your spots or anything, but, um, <coughs> so would you be okay with touching on like the pattern or yeah, yeah, way yeah. too much? Okay. So what did bit. you find in that pre-fishing with those just couple of bites here and there that kind of set, set your game plan? Well, when I was, um, I only had like a few rods with me. I didn't bring like a lot of rods. I just brought the basic essential, like, like for me, like right now, when I think of July, it's like frog. Um, I think of like cut bangs. So I thought about like a jig or a Texas rig and that's just what I brought. And then I did bring a, a crank too as well. So I could do the crank and the top water on that. Um, yeah. When I pre-fished, I started off with like sand and rock. Um, I found good eelgrass, so I grabbed my Texas rig rod and I flipped in there with my special lure. Uh, it can't be like too light or too heavy because it had to be just the perfect balance where it just, just sank down perfect. And as soon as it touched the water, I got a hit right away and then I yanked. I yanked the fish out. It was it was like an 18 and a half smallie. So I, I knew that that fish there was there for a reason. And I knew that because like in the other podcast I talked to um, to Jeff, <laughs> I said that I saw what came out of its rectum. You know, it was, it <laughs> be a freaking just crayfish, you know, because up here they feed on crayfish and yeah. It was, of it coming out i saw a claw coming out too so the jokes on me and i went out there and i i wrecked them <laughs> nice that's awesome <laughs> three days you gotta love being able to just find something even I, like i love fishing a texas rig i love when that works because yeah. it's so simple yet, yeah. yet you can make it so complex mm-hmm. um with, you know with you taking your frog you said you had a frog set up yep. are you Oh, up there, so a lot of people think frogging. They think uh, down in the south, Florida, Alabama, you know, Gunnersville, mm-hmm. thick mats, big heavy gear, big frogs walking them on the mats. What's frogging like? Even though this, you know, wasn't your ticket for this one. What, what's frogging like on the <clears throat> Mississippi River up there? Open water, or it could be both. Actually, it could be open water or the nasty slop. Um, when I went pre-fishing, I brought the frog rod. I was going to tie like a, a Spro, you know, 65 on it, but I kind of got, I just, for some reason, I just kind of got like tired and lazy. I didn't want to work the frog because I wanted to cover the water and right. get a lot of like, you know, lily pads, duckweeds and stuff like that. So I tied on a top toad and, and I remember, um, That's when my you're favorite. Getting, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, for some reason, those bass, anything that bubbled, they just want to kill it, you know? Yeah. Right. So, I remember one year fishing and I did really good on a buzz bait and you know I was like well I, well, I have this you know mega bass um, Jamaica boa you know and I wasn't gonna use it around that weed stuff because I knew I would just get it untangled like entangled throughout the day so I didn't want to do that so I just tied the top toad and I was just burning that through the water burning it through the lily pads and burning it through the duck weeds and until it got blowups you know and that's that's when I kind of like figure out, oh, okay, you know, there's fish here and 
there's a reason why that fish is here. Right. I, I, found, I found similar stuff to that, so I applied it, and then sure enough, it was there. The fish were That's there. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. You talk about burning it, too. A lot of down here, um, that very, very slow gurgle of the top toad is usually the ticket. I don't know if I've caught, you know, more than 10 fish burning it, which sucks because I've always wanted to get on a frog bite where you're just burning that, you know, yeah, like you said, using it to it. cover water because yep. it can be very slow going with it down here. Uh, you still cover water, but not as fast if you're just running and burning. But, uh, <clears throat> all right, so you had two days of good pre-fishing. Uh, did you, like, did you have, like, one main area or were you, did you have, like, five backup plans or I had, I had a good section that I knew had fish there, and I kind of had a feeling that if I caught a few fish here and there, I left it alone, I come back to it, it'll probably reload. So yeah, that's what I, did. I basically just ran like one pattern um, the whole day. I almost did the same thing the whole day. You know, maybe next year, if, you know, all American comes, it might not work again. But every year, <laughs> <you> just <laughs> so. But I, I basically just ran one pattern the whole time. I I didn't let none of that, like, seeing other kayaks, you know, like, ooh, he's getting near my stuff, like, get to my head. Because, like I say, if you if you let that get to your head, you lose already before you start. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I seen some other kayakers get kind of near to, you know, where I wanted to go. But I didn't let that bother me. I just stuck with my game plan, made my decision, just go with it. Nice. Heck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get right into the uh, to day one. So, like I said, this is a day, th- a three day event, and they like, cut in fifty percent of the field after day two, which is I think that's really cool. Um, so, so take us into day one. Just your favorite bite or the whole day, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, day one. Let's see here. Day one, I my favorite bite. I guess the favorite bite was in the morning, where I was throwing a whopper plopper like from first cast till probably like eight that's about the time i was fishing and got my limit right away um, i did lose like a few fish but i don't i don't think they would have helped me anyways uh, after that the sun came up it was it was pounding on the water uh, we did get rained on too i don't know if that rain helped or not but I, best the best more the, the morning bite was probably the best one for me. Oh yeah, you gotta love a whopper plopper bite. Yeah, especially after, when you're actually landing them. <laughs> yeah, that so after, I have a love hate relationship with that thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You lose those small ones, man. They want to just cook you. <laughs> that yeah, they, the small ones want to to hurt you. The big ones, yeah. for some reason, they'll jump out of the water with the bait in the mouth, and then the next thing you know, they're gone. Somehow <laughs> they did not get a hook. I don't understand it, but. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, so the top water bite goes away, you know, as the day heats up. So, uh, yeah, is that the when the old Texas up, rig comes out? Yeah, as as soon as like the smallies started to slow down, I just went to what I originally had planned next was just to go and just kind of flip some shoreline stuff like that that had eelgrass, some deeper eelgrass, and then that's how I started to slowly upgrade each spot i stopped on there was usually like one or two fish but day one usually day one i call like two fish two to three fish each each spot and that's when i like slowly started to upgrade and then 
as soon as the rain came, I was still fishing in the rain, but you could see it from a distance where it was just like nothing but white. Oh, yeah. Coming. And then I just, I hit the shoreline just to kind of hunker down. There was another kayaker out there, too. Um, he did the same thing. So we just kind of hugged the shoreline, just hanging out. And then until it went away, I went to another spot that I caught fish off of. Went there and upgraded some more. And I left that, and then the sun slowly peaked back out. And then it was probably like mid-afternoon, and I went frogging the rest of the time to upgrade because I knew there were some fish in a particular area, but I I left them alone. Right. Yeah. So with with uh, the the morning bite thing, was that something you kind of expected that you could count on to get a limit early, or was it bonus fish? It was something I knew already. Okay. I knew, I knew I had to just get my limit right away in the morning and then just upgrade through the day. Yeah, grinding. Was you about to say something before I cut you off, bro? Yeah, I was just curious. Like, were you on pool eight or pool seven? I was on pool eight. Okay. Right on. It's like I went to seven and eight, and I liked eight way more just because it had way more of the stuff that I like current and all those little yeah. cutbacks down to the yeah. south. Uh, so, uh, tell me about that 19. When, when did you get that during the day? That was a big fish of day one. I got that probably about like 12, like 12, 20, you know, in the afternoon, literally, um, that fish bit in the open actually in some like really super shallow water. I thought it was like a dogfish at first when I, <laughs> my whopper popper out there in the open. Cause when I throw a frog, I, if I see weed, off to the side here and they'll they'll usually throw it in the middle first i don't know why but my instinct same thing yeah i I just threw it as far as i could way back in there in the grass as soon as i started to reel you know i saw the fish like turn on it and then came and just smashed it smashed it and that's that was the end of the story for that one i cook said i knew it was big and because just the way he fought and then that's awesome in the net and that's it nice that's you can't ask for better on that so so again touching back on that it's a three-day event when you 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 know you caught a bunch of fish in the morning to get your limit and you steadily upgraded all day was there a point where you were worried about that you were like burning through your fish too quickly for it to last for three days or did you think that this is just a a good enough area it's just going to continue to reload day two i I kind of was contemplating in my head that, oh man, maybe I burned them. I burned through them all, but yeah, I just threw all my eggs in the basket and just ran the same plan, uh, same plan again the, the next day, and it just worked out just fine. And sure enough, they were reloaded again. Heck yeah! Well, we'll we'll ease right into the day two then. Uh, again, you stay on top in day two. Um, Tyler was creeping up on you on day two though. Did you? Are you the kind of person that? like keeps an eye on the leaderboard or were you, you just stay off of it until, you know, submission time or. I did keep my eye on it. I saw that Tyler was creeping up and also my other buddy, Benjamin, he was creeping up too, but I, I was just hoping, Oh man, hopefully like, you know, nobody hooks into a big one. So that's, like I said, that's when I went to my frogging spot and I hooked onto that 19 and the 18 just to be safe. 
<laughs> because throughout the, the morning already, I had like a few 17s, if I could remember. Um, yeah, uh, d- day one, you had three, three in the 17, and the 18, and the 19. Yeah, yeah. So I knew and I then was day two, my- you had a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I, I think it's really cool that you had like a little frog spot that you knew you could count on for the bigger fish. Because uh, like normally, like if I'm frogging, that's like all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that you, you had something working. You were watching the leaderboard and like, oh, they're creeping up. Time to go catch a couple couple doinkers yeah. to stretch out on them a little bit. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. cool, cool me- method. And you had just for the for everybody listening. So for day one, you had eighty nine inches by the end of the day. Uh, Ryan Bonikowski had eighty five and three quarter, and Benjamin had eighty five. So you had a little bit of a gap on these guys, but you know one bite up there can change that because uh, both yeah. of them there they had a fifteen inch class small fish. So you know one good bite like you had an eighteen or nineteen is a pretty significant call to get them right there up in your in your mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Um. So go on into day two. Did anything crazy happen? The the you know you didn't get your your two biggins on day two, but did uh anything epic happen on day two or anything worth mentioning? Mm, not really. Any, day two, any struggles? <laughs> uh, day three was a struggle, but day <laughs> two I just pretty much ran my same thing again. Um, this time I saw I saw some like seventeen inch and uh, eighteen inch bass. But they were in that gin clear water. By the time I saw them, they saw me, and they were already swimming away. So yeah. I say like, it was pretty hard to get them to bite. Um, I saw a bunch of like bass, just couldn't get them to bite. But by then, I already had a, a few of those seventeens, you know, on the leaderboard. So I I had a feeling as long as I was like eighty five or better, I was okay. Yeah, for sure. And w- with your seventeens, did. You know, you said you stuck to your game plan. Did you did you catch a lot of the seventeens in the morning on top water, or was it? Uh, it was kind of like half and half. I think I got like two in the morning, and then, like I said, I just moved away from that area. I just went and fished some more eelgrass, and then I slowly upgraded more and more because I kept catching like the ones like those fifteens and sixteens. So those didn't help me at all. So I just threw them back as soon as I got them. Right. If they had a little bit bigger mouth, like those large mouth, and I measured them real quick, and then that's when I kept them. Did um, did did your uh, frogging spot hold? I mean, did you did you go check it and you didn't get any big bites, or was it just you were getting good bites on the frog spot, just nothing that would help? Or I went and checked it out. Um, I got like probably three or four, but they didn't help at all. So I I just left it and I went completely towards some like newer water you could say and that's when i slowly upgraded like one or two more fish just to stay in that safe zone like i say right yeah. well uh let's see I'm seeing if there's so day two is the day that uh tyler and benjamin really made a move up as far as they were you know closing the distance on you for that day which definitely was going to help close the margin and over the total um when when you got done with day two and they had the because they had an award ceremony after day two right where they yeah yeah they had one for me yet yeah did you have uh any like doubts about day three going into it or you know like oh crap here they come or did you have anything you were like 
leaning on like, okay, the weather's doing this tomorrow. Did you have any confidence or were you just kind of like, oh, crap? I had confidence. Um, I had confidence because I knew that wind was coming. I had a feeling it would shift a lot of the, the duckweeds into where I wanted the duckweed to be pushed up to. Yeah. Uh, I had a feeling that not a lot of guys would go to like the stuff I would go because it's nothing but just like roller waves that they had to go through anyways. Um, but yeah, day three, I think it was just only like, I only saw two other kayakers at the same landing. So I had, I was pretty confident and at least like the other half of the field was cut, you know, they were just fishing. Right. <laughs> so I knew I just had to just stay up, you know, stay up there somehow. So did, did you go in it with like a, cons- a conservative mindset? Like, I need 85 to seal this or were you like, all right, you know, go time. Let's just blow it out. I was aiming for like 86 day three. Just, I knew if I was sitting 83, if I had all consistent, like 17 inch fish, I would be okay. It just means that whoever below me had to catch like, you know, four 18s or three 18s or whatever, you know, like beginnings to be able to catch up. Yeah. That's a very like thinking man's way of like figuring out a strategy. Uh, you know, most people, you know, they're thinking like, oh, I just need one big kicker or, oh, I need to blow it out today. Yeah. You went into it very like mathematical, making it a like, okay, if I can bag up 17s, that means this guy's got to have like a record day out here and, you know, catch yeah. 90 inches to even challenge me. So that's, that's actually a really, cool way to look at it that definitely yeah can say i've never thought of is like what i have to do to make it harder for the next person mm-hmm. that's uh so just because we haven't hit on it and you were talking about hitting all those rollers and stuff like what kind of what kind of boat are you in what's your kayak uh i have a wilderness recon uh, 120 hd nice, nice. I don't have any too many wilderness folks get on here anymore russ is like the only wilderness guy that ever hangs out <laughs> with us yeah. I know a couple, man, and everybody that's in them seems to really, really love them. I like them. I, it's my first kayak ever. Um, I, I, I did demo a new canoe, that Frontier Twelve. I liked it, but it wasn't the platform wasn't my style. It was really open, and it just, it just looks like a canoe in a way. So I seen you guys wear the logos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we both uh, we both on the team, and we both yeah. run the unlimited now. And it it that's it, like this is a good example. I love it for the open concept, and most people that don't like them, it's because of the open concept. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know a great example of what fits me doesn't they're fit you. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're great, and yeah. I, I like the wilderness. I haven't got in in any of the the newer models like the the radars and the attacks and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. It was like two years ago, uh, I had my new canoe Flint out on a river and a guy was with us in an original ride 115 and he wanted to try the Flint. And I was so blown away by how good that old ride 115 paddled. I mean, they were, oh, it was great. And that was like pre air pro seat. So that was the old like strap back seat and everything. And it was still (laughs) great. I still had a, I was like, this thing's sick. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see more people get back in the wilderness. We're trying to get them at our shop right now, man. They're they're good uh, boats. Everybody I know that has them loves it. I love mine. It pedals like a barge, but you know, if you if you got the pedal drive or if you put a motor on it, you'll be fine. And are you? Do you have the pedals or a motor on yours? I used to have the pedal, but I 
I went a different route. I got the I got a Newport. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. Nice. All of us are on that Newport game, man. That motor's sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's Heck sick. Yeah. It's it's gotten me this far. You know, I've taken it a long ways. It's not let me down yet, so can't complain. What kind of speed do you get out of that that boat on there? Um, on a good day, if it's like super calm, like four point eight, four point nine. Same. My my kayak, it's like I believe it's like thirty eight inches wide. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wide, but I still get good speed. Yeah, that's I I'm a speed demon, and like I can get five out of mine, and I complain about it. But yeah. the, <laughs> the unlimited's forty one inches wide. I'd and it's not yeah. designed to plane, oh, wow. so I should probably shut up. So <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. It's nice to hear uh, somebody that's not in a Hobie or, I mean, I, I'd want you to say you're in a new canoe, but it's nice to hear <laughs> a brand that we don't hear all the time yeah. taking the dub. Yeah. So, uh, well, you said day three was the challenge day, so let's get into day three. And day three, for anybody listening, day three is the only day my man didn't lead at the very end. Uh, Brian Cohn came up with 88 and a half and had a couple good kicker fish for up there, but... Laura, you were right there in second uh, with 87 and three quarters. So, obviously, we got you on the show, so you accomplished your goal. But uh, tell us how that day went down, man. Well, like I said, I started with my same game plan. Um, I hit up some some rocks that kind of swung across. I lost my whopper plopper to a, a decent fish. And the reason why I knew it was because as soon as that fish bit, I don't know if it was my knot that I tied or what, but it just – you know, it just took my lure and like a second later, it jumped out. Another five seconds later, it like jumped out and I, I saw it. It was a small ball. It was at least a 17, 18 incher. Oh, that's hard. I, I kind of felt pretty bummed about it because that was my only whopper popper I brought with me. I didn't have time to go stop it, you know, at the bait shop. So, um, and I forgot about it. So, next thing I knew, I was just like, okay, just go on to my next confident bait, you know, the chug bug. The original chug bug so that's what i tied on and i worked that for a little bit in the open and then right away like yes i got like a, a seven, 17 inch largely so that helped me a lot like i got my confidence back and then i got another like smaller fish so okay i was like okay it's gonna be a good day you know just keep grinding it so i stayed in that area for like two hours did my same thing again after that and then i just went and worked the eelgrass and then I upgraded just from the eelgrass. Heck yeah. yeah. So uh talk about your uh your setup a little bit for your 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 whopper plopper setup, like rod reel line. Like uh I see your St. Croix hat. Are you a diehard St. Croix guy or um I have like one or two St. Croix. I got like I run goblins, I have vexing rods, so it's a little bit of everything. Um, my my top water setup wasn't really nothing special. Um, I got a I got a, a, a fishing pole from my brother as a gift, and I used that. And it was just paired up with a, I think a President Supreme XT. It had like I put like twenty pound braided on it, and that's that's really about it. Nothing special, you know. Nothing, you know. Nothing name brand. I believe it was like a lose, like speed stick, like an open reel. That's. I just wanted that distance because I, I knew I didn't oh, want yeah. to. Oh, yeah. 
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Yeah, that's... You got to try that. Uh, you said Dobbins, right? Did you use yeah. some Dobbins? Man, I love. I, I use all Dobbins. You should, if you get a chance, you should get on some of that top water stuff with some of their like yeah, Sierra right. Series champions. Know that I got some money now. I could go buy some Dobbins, I guess. That's right. <laughs> but my, my setup for like my Texas rig was, it was a Dobbins Sierra that 735C. Um, it's I had like 30 pound power pro on that, and I was just flipping. I can't tell you the weight, the hooks, and the lure, but no, keep it close, man. <laughs> that. So wait, you're, you said the Dobbin seven thirty five, the big, the yep, mag yeah. heavy rod. Yeah, the mag heavy rod. You Texas rigging on that? Yep. Dang um, I gotta try nice. that. That's my frog rod. <laughs> like, so that's so nice. you look at that Sierra, that Sierra rod. It says you know frog pitching and flipping. So true, true. I was like, you know, I'm not the type of guy where I like buy a, a rod just for that reason like i use that for carolina and texas rigging so you know i like your equipment mine's just like typical stuff you know it's not like really name right. brand but it works for me it catches me fish i can't complain no i mean that this is opening my eyes to it i mean i've punched with it just yeah. because of that mag heavy mm -hmm. um but i've never thought about like you know, a little bit different Texas rig setups in the old grass and stuff. I might have to give it a swing because it works for just about everything else you throw at it. And it's just, it's always been my, my workhorse rod for frogging. So I've never really thought about much of other than with doing that with that rod. I, I only needed that mag heavy because a lot of the fish, they swam right into the eel grass and, you know, pound power pro. So you needed to wrench those fish out of the weeds. And if you didn't, if you, one little pressure, gets to them you know they just get off and, and they're done that's awesome I needed that mag heavy there for that reason so you said uh that you you had some video footage do you you got like a youtube channel or anything you want to plug or is it all just oh, uh, video well, for you i no i don't got a youtube channel i just ran a gopro i should have run i should have ran it when i was fishing a tournament but i didn't want to deal with like know like one hate. more thing to worry about you know yeah i just wanted to go out there and do what i love and just do what i do, do what i do that's awesome. no i feel you all the best tournament days i've had is the days that i've decided to leave the freaking camera in the truck and i think there's yeah. something that goes with that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah normally it's on my head but i think after a while if it's like on my head i get a headache because it's kind of like tight yeah i don't want to drop it so hero nine so i don't yeah that's the one I run. I've got mine sitting back on a camera boom, and yeah, I, I turned all the beeps off just because I can't stand listening to them. And but that's also <laughs> hurt me because I don't know how many times that it's just cut off and I'm not knowing it. Right. So I'm back here catching a fish, turning and smiling to the camera, get home, and it shut off six minutes into the freaking day. <laughs> like you piece of junk. <laughs> I mean, I also made the decision not to bring it because I didn't want like people really to see what I was fishing. And oh no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, smart, smart. I've always like have that in my head. Like I want to do better with social media and, you know, video and this like, mm -hmm. but 
I don't want people to know where I'm at. Like, and I mean, I am good at looking at people's video and being able to like, oh, there's a church in the background. Mm -hmm. I can find that on Google Maps. Sure. So I know if I can do it, other people can do it. And I just don't want to show up to my spot one day and there'd be like some dude in town from Virginia or something like, hey. The next tournament I go out of town, I'll bring it and use it. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you start doing good, then you may just want to cut it off and leave it in the the Airbnb, man. Delete. (laughs) delete <laughs> or just put it you know like what most happens with most of my videos they don't get edited or posted they just get uploaded and saved in my computer for me you know just to look back on yep exactly same here too <laughs> well it was this so is this your uh your best finish or biggest yeah, by far it's biggest my finish? best finish mm-hmm. i would say so awesome what what uh what, what kind of check did you get on this one i got um 5,500 plus the 100 for the last hour of Big Bass. Nice. Yeah, so total of 5,600. Heck yeah, dude. Yep. Not not bad for three days of some work and getting to, to fish. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was actually me and my wife's uh, five-year anniversary on that Friday, and I told her that I'm going to go fish and I'm going to go win it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened so she's pretty happy and, oh, i bet she is because if you had lost ooh, yeah <laughs> you brought back a little change in your pocket that you can go you gotta go take her somewhere nice buy her something yeah this, tell her this she looks pretty. Go somewhere nice, so. heck yeah nice you got any other big plans for it you gonna upgrade some gear or change uh, up the boat I, might, or? I don't think i would change anything on the boat right now i thought about getting an xi3 because um another fellow kayaker out there had an xi3 i think it was that yeah it was xi3 and man, he looked like he was just having a good time just sitting in one spot there while i was here with my steak pole and sure just, you know. I, I, pre- I would prefer the stakeout pole <laughs> I, I yeah me too i feel like with the xi3 i would have to fiddle with the remote too often mm-hmm. which i mean you can get the bluetooth or the uh the wireless foot pedal but yep. i don't know just one more thing yeah, it's it's just really nice, but it's not for me right now. I feel like well, I mean, just your setup won you some money. Spot. I think your setup's working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just more weight. That's I know right. if I get it, I want to run both. I want to get the XI three in the front and then run the motor, but it's gonna be a lot of weight and it's just that much more time to set up. Because I think yeah. day one when I got there, I had only only like maybe like fifteen minutes to set up, and then you know takeoff was at five, so I just kind of. Hustle and bustle and put everything together and just got in the water as fast as I could with a few minutes to spare and then we just took off. See, when I do that, that's when I get out there. I hook a you know a twenty three and realize I left my net, mm-hmm. you know, or forgot the screen to my graph. I've done that. Forgot my batteries for my motor. I've done that. Hurt me and rushing just never works out. Brian can count for that too. I remember us getting yep. to the boat ramp at Del Hollow last year, and you you left your freaking batteries in the, <laughs> in yeah, the house. Yeah, had to turn around, and go back get those. Yeah. Well, uh, congrats, man. You know the killer day, especially to do across three days. You know, managing yeah. fish in a tournament, you know, is always a problem. You had a bunch of local hammers up there to compete against. And, you know, it's a river system and it's always changing, you know, current changes, like said, wind's a big effector. Um, You know, so congrats on kicking ass up there and and taking that win. Uh, You plan on taking this momentum 
into anything else you got you plan on hitting any of the national trails doing any traveling or uh what, what you got up next i i really got nothing planned as of right now because with the, the way my work schedule schedule works it's kind of it doesn't work with like fishing so it'll have to be like on a weekend where i don't work and that's the only time i can fish it so i thought about maybe going into next year following like the whole trail but like again I just started a new job, so it just all depends. Right yeah. yeah. The working man, we we understand. Uh, I'm lucky enough to own my own business, so the last couple of years, for the most part, I've got to make my own schedule. Um, but, you know, the economy kicked me right in the nuts by gas prices going through the roof and mm-hmm. hotels have gone through the roof, so now it's not worth traveling for other reasons until somebody, anybody watching the show that would like to sponsor me and Brian Schiller and pay us so that we can do all these great things. <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> I would, I would but, um, travel more and, and just go out there and fish because I think after like going to South Carolina and just fishing down there, man, I, I love that Highland Reservoir. I, I would, it's a place I would definitely go back. You know, I would go fish Lake Harwell right up above it too as well. But oh it's, yeah. It's different and, you know, I, I, I love it down there, too. So, oh, man. I'm telling I you, I, I always... Iowa, and I liked it. I, yeah, that's fun. I, I always, you know, any any angler that... If you're, if you're, like, obsessed with bass fishing like we all are, especially if you're from the Midwest, up north, anything, if you ever get the chance, come down to the south, either fish a lake in Texas, come fish Gunnersville here in Alabama, or go fish uh, in Florida. And just experience, it's yeah. it's nuts. Uh, well, hopefully, it. man, you you get to uh, get some time, you know, work up your ranks at the place, get you some PTO, get you some vacation, and uh, maybe we'll get to see you uh, come down to the Hobies, or hopefully, maybe Hobie and Bass come back up there. Uh, I'm sure Bass will come back up to Lacrosse. They did it two years in a row. I think they just let it go for a year. I think they'll be back. I I would definitely compete if they were coming back in town. You know, wherever they are, I'll, it doesn't really matter. If it works with my schedule, I'll compete. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Well, all right, dude. Well, we, uh, I appreciate you so much for, uh, coming Thank on the show and giving me. you some time. Oh yeah, man. Uh, it, it's, it's great to have a, have a new face on here and get to share your story of, mm-hmm. you know, kicking everybody's butt out there. And, uh, Definitely. <laughs> three days is rough. It's rough on you. Oh, I bet. Yeah, dude. That's a grind. I can't. I haven't done a three day. I don't. I haven't done a two day yet. Have I? No, I haven't done a two day. So I'll leave all the grounding to you professionals. I'm a. I'm a one hit wonder kind of guy. I'm hope my stars align for eight hours, and hopefully that's all I need. But uh, well, uh, with you being new to this, man, this is the the part of the show where we like to let you thank you know anybody that makes it easier for you that helped you get to where you're at or anything like that. Any sponsors? You got anybody you want to shout out or thank? Um, especially the wife for letting you miss the anniversary <laughs> yeah if she's watching i guess I, I do want to thank my wife first of all because she's the one that she's my su- number one supporter she supports me in fishing uh, she's the one that lets me go out i mean i do go out when i you know can and when i want to i just go so i want to say thank you to her i want to thanks uh a big thanks to all american and all the competitors that came up to lacrosse and competed as well i want to thank uh jamaya birch for hosting the All-American up here in Lacrosse here. And yeah, I want to just, I want to say thanks to Patterson Lee because he, he was the one that built my confidence that I could compete, you know, instead of like shore fishing, just 
go and compete. You could make your own decisions. You could do your own thing out there and win some money. And that's what happened. He's going to listen to this and be looking for his cut, man. You said those <laughs> nice words. Now he's like, well, where's my, uh, where's my 20? Where's my 10%? <laughs> I leave that to him uh, Saturday. I, I had a feeling if I had done the Minyak, I probably would have taken it. But I, I gave that to him. Ah, yeah, you can you can have it since I didn't show up, but yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, man, we uh, we appreciate you coming on again, and hopefully we get to have you back on. You have some more success, no matter where that is, man. But uh, we'll you. let you get out of here and get get rested up, and uh, we'll holler at you next time. Sounds good. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. See you, man. Take it easy. Awesome. Another great show. Great win at. Still my favorite place. I really do want to go back to lacrosse. Lacrosse is so beautiful, man. And it's it uh, is. It, it's cool to see a new face that you don't always see in that top 10. Um, you know, obviously he's had success anytime a big, big event come to lacrosse. And lacrosse is a tough fishery, man, even for for some of the locals. You know, it, it's not it's not the easiest thing. Like you mentioned in the show, dude, it's a, it's a river system and it's changing every day, every day. It's different. So, you know, you could be on them one day and the next day it's like, nothing's there. So, um, no, it's, it's super cool to see, uh, see him walk away with a W and, uh, obviously doing something special up there. Oh yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, he gets some time, you know, with his work and get some PTO up with all the success he's had already making it to the classic one year, Heck you know, yeah, doing, doing good in a Hobie, doing good in a Bassmaster event. I think once he gets a little bit of a stretch with his job, I think we'll see his, his name up there more often, uh, especially if the big trail series can uh, get to going back up that direction, you know, including the Midwest, which they did not do much. <laughs> yeah, just go right. around. Nobody, but, uh, uh, only Ho- Hobie's doing that event in Wisconsin, and I think last uh, I heard Fox it was, River or whatever. That's not sold out, right? I think it's less than a hundred. I think it was. Wow. Uh, I knew that was easy or something. I know, maybe I'm wrong. Shit, I don't remember. But it's uh, not I'll, sold out. I know that. Yeah, I'll pull it up. But uh, I knew going into that, um, you know, everybody was like, you know, all the Hobies are selling out, and I knew that would be the one that would struggle because it's not a popular fishery and it's not the best fishery, but right. I was trying to think of uh, when it was that they released it, but I remember that there was the, the biggest question. A lot of people had were like, well, where is this? Or what is that? You know, not the same reaction you get to like going to Texas or going to Florida or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I just pulled it up. Yeah, there's only 58 people. Yeah. So, and it's not till August, but you know, every other event is you know usually sold out in the first five minutes. So, no, I know a lot of that. You you take not a popular area and the rise in prices for everything right now. I mean, oh yeah, because the, the last few Hobie events they were sold out, and then people backing out, and they you know get below that 200. But it's not. I don't think there's anything to blame except the inflation of you know, being an American right now, which is freaking stupid. Yeah. We're not going to get on the poll. It'll be one. uh, It'll be one that uh, guys that are looking for those extra AOI AOI points for the year, 
you know, that's going to be an opportunity there because you're not going to have to battle through 200 people, you know? Definitely. I was just about to say, I think it could be an, uh, an opportunity event for most, most of the people. And even that for people that, uh, like if you've been dabbling with going to a Hobie, but maybe you're one of those people that, you know, the amount of hammers that the Hobies bring and competition just kind of swings you away from it. Maybe this should be the event you go give Hobie a try on and, you know, see how well they run things. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I got to share this real quick because I'm, I'm looking at it. Right. And, I thought you were talking to me at first, like if you're thinking of going in a hobie, and I, I've been very vocal about this. Like, I think Hobie runs an amazing series. Everybody loves it. And I've been asked before, like, are you going to fish a Hobie? And I've always said, no, I'm a fat, lazy guy and I don't like to pedal or paddle. <laughs> right. But then I'm looking yes. here right in this header. Torquedo is a sponsor. How can you have a motor company sponsor you and you don't allow motors? How does that work? I don't understand it. Sorry. That's just No, that's a really good point. I've never noticed that. Huh. Yeah. I just noticed that as you were saying that, you know. But, (laughs) I mean, again, like, I got nothing wrong with Hobie. Again, AJ, the team at Hobie, they run a fantastic event. Obviously, they're kicking ass. Like, look at all the success that they've had this year which is super cool to see, man. Um, but, I mean, me personally, uh, I've always said it, like, I won't fish one because they don't allow motors, and that's part of the way I fish, you know? Right. But, and then I noticed that, and I was like, how does that work? <laughs> Sorry. Here's you, uh, here's, you, here's you some Torquedo bucks that you can't use in our tournament. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just noticed it. Sorry. <laughs> Well, uh, this is part of the show we get into all the tournaments that happened in the rest of the country uh, with 25 participants or more. We've got a couple pages worth today, so everybody strap in. We will start with the tournament that we covered this week, the All-American Kayaks Series Midwest Open Event three-day tournament with 68 anglers. Lore, who we had on, uh, won with 263 and a quarter. Uh, Tyler Cole right behind him in second place. With I say right behind him. He was not right behind him. He, uh, 256 and three quarter, uh, third, the local Jeremiah Burrish with 256 coming in right there on Tyler's tail. Uh, next up, we had the kayak anglers of Eastern Pennsylvania event on the Mochunk Reservoir. We're going to go with that 39 anglers, uh, five fish tournament. Keep that in mind here. First place was James Puthering with 73 and a half. Struggle, struggle out there. Second place was uh, Kevin Daughtry, also a 73 and a half. Must have lost a little big fish tie out there. And third place, Matt Kolak with 71 and a quarter. So that was a tough five fish tournament. Um, moving up next, we have the Bass Nation Kayak Series uh, Pennsylvania event. The Susky Smallmouth Throwdown. 33 anglers, uh, five fish limit. First place, Josh Sims with 92 and a quarter. Second place, William Darabalt. No. Derberall with 92 and a quarter as well. Another tie for first, two in a row. Uh, in third place, Nate Hall with 91 and a quarter. And Hobie's coming to uh, the Susky end of, end of this month, end of July. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, our last show we had was a, a Susky event last week, and those guys couldn't give up too much information because uh, they're right. all fishing the Hobie, and they were fishing sure. the event. Uh, I think they fished that event that I just mentioned, uh, but... We'll have the Hobie Hobie winners on, and we're going to have those guys back to to kind of help us break down 
you know how it goes. Especially, I, I think those guys will be big players in that event if uh, everything sets up kind of how it has been and stays low. And that um, one sold out with two hundred people. Yeah, the, the Suskies is probably arguably one of the favorites, uh, just because it's probably the the most different event. You know, the they let you uh, wade in, in that one. It's all open, moving water. You know, shoals. It's just different from pretty much every other Hobie event. So it's usually the favorite. And there's a lot of people that I know that are going to that one that you don't see throw their hat in on any of the other ones. So I think that one actually could have some surprise winners or some some prizes in the top ten. Okay, there's yeah. some. Uh, there's some. I, I think. I think our man Sean's going to do okay. Is Sean signed up for the Hobie? I know he was. I'm almost positive he was. I got to look. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Find out if he is. I swore he told me he was on. He may have been on the waiting list. But uh, so moving on, we had the Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing Trail on the Catawba Clash. Had nine eligible lakes. They had 96 anglers doing their four fish limit thing. Killing it as always. First place, Jim. Janicek with 74 and a quarter. Second place, Mike Constable with 73 and three quarter. Third place, Tang Vu with 70 and a half. And if you'd like to take a comparison, that five fish tournament I was talking about earlier, the winners at 73 and a half. And they did that in a uh, four fish tournament here. So that just lets you know how bad the fishing was at that other one. He is not uh, signed up. So he must not be on signed the waiting up. List. He okay. must be on the waiting list. Oh, well. That sucks because I think Sean would kick ass out there. He's been, I agree. He's been kicking butt Crushing on the Susky lately. So crushing him. Uh, moving on, we had the kayak anglers of Northeast Ohio on Mosquito Reservoir. Thirty-five anglers, first place Bob Hammond with eighty-three and three quarters. Second place Eric Ortapan with eighty-three and third place Eric Lander with eighty-one and a half. Uh, next up, the Cincinnati kayak fishing on Cowan Lake. Fifty-four anglers, first place Sean Skidmore with eighty-five. Second place, Doug Markham with 72 and three quarter. And third place, Nick Markham with 72. That's my favorite oh. lake in Ohio. Cowan Creek? Cowan Lake. Cowan Lake? Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good jig bite. I haven't fished in Ohio yet. I got to, which it Love. sounds like I might be getting to because uh, Brad Hicks can't fix his own freaking trailer. And I may have to drive up there, go fix it for him, and then uh, go fishing. <laughs> But <laughs> moving on, the uh, West Virginia Kayak Anglers, South Branch Open, 33 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Hot Rod Johnson. It says that. 90 and a half inches. Second place, Buddy Vance with 77 and a half. Jesus, that is a gap between first and second place. Uh, third place, Michael uh, Renewer with 77 and a half as well. Yeah, my wife, everybody knows I've talked about it. My wife helps uh, get all the Tourney X stuff for me, and she even texted me. She was like, I promise this guy's name's Hot Rod, and she sent me his little profile. <laughs> she was like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, Trying to pull up. a Ron Burgundy on you that you'll read anything on the <laughs> teleprompter? Yeah. Trying to make you pull a Biden? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, let's go, Brandon. Oh, man. So uh, next up is the Minyak event that was going on in lacrosse. Uh, at the same time, uh, same same pool, 7, 8, and 9, 28 anglers in this one. And Patterson Lee, who was mentioned multiple times by uh, Laura on here, he took that win with 85. Second place was Benjamin 
with 84 and a half. And third place was Jeremiah Burris with 84 and a half. So Jeremiah's name's just always up there in those. Oh, yeah. Any lacrosse event, he just he's in the top five for sure. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we have the kayak anglers of Missouri on Palm de Terre Lake. 29 anglers, five fish limit, first place. Robbie Brewer with 73 and a quarter. Another struggle for a five. Second place, Troy Caldwell with se- yeah, Troy Caldwell with 70 and a quarter. And third place, Jane Waller with 70 inches. Uh, moving up, one that uh, we don't get to mention often. I love hearing that they have bass fishing out there, of all things, for me, is uh, the Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing Tour on Crane Prairie Reservoir, 31 anglers, uh, five fish limit. First place, William uh, Eshelman with 79 and a quarter. Second place, Braden Allison with 78 and a half. And third place, Colin Sutton with 78 and a half. There are so many ties. I, I mean, I see a couple more going down last Jesus. Uh, next up is Kayak Fishing Utah Bass Tour at East Canyon. 35 anglers. First place, Joe Randall with... Wow, okay, this is a five-fish limit event, too. Joe Randall with 65 and three-quarters. Second place, Jason Conley with 62 and three-quarters. Third place, Bryson Howard with 62 and a quarter. Is that Five. Three fish or five? Five. Oh, wow. Yeah. We we do, we get those numbers here with three. That's insane. Oh, man. You know, huh. if any of you guys want to reach out and tell us what was going on there and that, I'd love to hear it. Uh, but moving on from that, the SoCal Kayak Anglers on the Lower Ote, 57 anglers. First place, Mark Christman with 87 and three quarter. Second place, Justin Maupin with 85 and a half. And third place, Rachel Urib with 83 and a half next up's the colorado kayak fishing club on trinidad lake 41 anglers five fish limit first place jeremy pierce with 72 and a quarter second place leslie uh alley with 68 and a quarter and third place nick mayhoss with 68 bunch of struggling out there uh and last but not least the kayak bass nation kayak special event second annual frog tournament on the california delta delta 32 anglers, three fish limit. First place was Damian Tao with 43 inches, the only angler to limit. Holy cow. And that's crazy huh. for the Delta. You go off of yeah. uh, Mr. Greg Blanchard's video, the Delta has been smacking them. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, second place, Alexander Ramirez with 29 inches, and third place, Michael McGear with 28 and a half. Only 25 fish were caught in that event total. Wow. What is happening in California? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. That's crazy. That's Especially for the Delta. But it was a frog-only tournament? It says it's the second annual frog event, so I would assume that it's a yeah. frog-only tournament. Uh, Could have been a tough frog bite. Must have been. Which, I mean, the Delta's a tidal reservoir, too, so... Yeah, tide. Totally different than most of us thinking about things. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all the other tournaments we had. I uh, appreciate everybody coming and hanging out. Brian, uh, appreciate you hopping on with me. And Yeah, no sweat, man. I know I didn't say much, but uh, you were you in still talked three times as much as Jay Randall, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Got to take my pokes and stabs on it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, I was like jumping on and catching up with the tournament scene because I've kind of been out of it and i don't follow it as much as i used to so it's always nice to hear how people are uh, crushing them in events and taking home big checks so. yeah big checks that's the goal yeah buddy. well uh 
You got anything to add on, my man? Or no, man. Uh, Thursday night, this Thursday night, OG show live. Uh, we're going to be talking about iCast, getting some different perspectives, a little roundtable discussion about iCast. So uh, tune into that. And then, like uh, you said it in the show, man, we're uh, kind of doing a little video series for going down to iCast. It'll include the show, some fishing, well, freshwater, saltwater. So uh, some camaraderie. throw up. Some shenanigans. So it'll be some good stuff. A lot man. of shenanigans. We're either going to be a success or we're going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think we'll make it that far, but uh, we'll release yeah, it no. after iCast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It'll, it'll be like throughout. So uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, that was another episode of The Real Down, everybody. We appreciate everybody coming and hanging out with us. Uh, congrats to Laura again. Uh, you know, congrats to the other two guys that couldn't couldn't catch up with us this evening. Uh, be sure to tune in to us next week for another great show from some big tournament somewhere across the country. We will see you next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check Don't out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, got a comment, question comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.